It can take many months to get a firearms license grant or variation completed. Uh, it's quite a challenge nowadays. What used to take days, a few weeks, now takes uh, month, many months, quite a few months indeed sometimes. Let's walk through a, a journey I took recently um, with the firearms variation, uh, the steps I took uh, because of the delays. I did get my variation granted, but there's a bigger picture and that that's the bit that's still ongoing. So I hope you take out of this what you will. There are some steps here that I hope you find useful. Let's have a little background to put some context around the rest of the podcast. There I was, Bisley, United Kingdom, at the firing point of the 1,000-yard range. A buddy offers the use of his target rifle on the firing line, which is perfectly okay. And there I am, beautiful, he's got a beautiful rifle. The targets are 1,000 yards away. First time I've ever shot a target at that distance. Let's, well, I don't do much target shooting, but... Certainly a target at that distance was amazing that these guys are shooting that with such accuracy. So I thought, yeah, I'm going to have a go at this. So he offered me the use of his target rifle. I took nine shots of factory ammunition. And this was a 308 caliber. 308, 1,000 yards. I dropped five of nine shots on the V. That's a term used for the bull. So five of the nine shots hit the bull. The other four were in the uh, next circle out, if you like, on the target. So I thought, this is good. I like this. To be fair, the conditions were good. It wasn't a strong crosswind. So it was in my favor. But what an introduction to long-distance target shooting in the UK. At that moment in time, there was a spark. I thought I really could get into long-range target shooting. So, but what next? Well, I tried different rifles from different folks because they're a friendly bunch. I, I am a certificate holder, so you know, it's fine. I've got experience with rifles. I'm not going at this cold. So, but, but a, a long-range target rifle is a totally different uh, implement to uh, shorter range, much shorter range, or for sporting use. Uh, it's a totally different kettle of fish. So... My sporting rifle is not up to the job. The barrel's too short. I won't get into the technicalities. It just is. Okay, just, yeah, we'll just accept that and move on. So I thought, I'm going to apply for a second .308 caliber on my firearms license. That should do the job, especially seeing as this one's going to be for target. So, hey, what could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Anyway, that's what I thought. So this is in, by the way, this is no way a means to berate the police firearms licensing authorities. I'll I'll be brutally honest with you from up front. I do kind of feel for them. I really do, because um, irrespective of how you personally feel, uh, the torn short of it is they're understaffed, they're under-resourced, and they're struggling. And they're human beings like us trying to do a great job. So let's cut them some slack, but that doesn't help... Uh, if there's a problem, granted, but understanding's half the problem, isn't it? It always is. So I'm not berating the firearms licensing authorities at all. So what I'm going to do is give you a high-level view of what transpired. 
and why we're here right now with this podcast. So rather than apply for a second 0.308 caliber grant, so a grant on my existing license, so I could go out and buy a second 0.308 rifle for target shooting specifically. So rather than apply for a second caliber grant, because you have, you've got to, each grant uh, means you can buy a rifle of that caliber. It doesn't mean you can buy multiple rifles. One grant, one caliber, one rifle. That's how it works in the UK. Fair enough. But I thought, I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh, I'm going to, hopefully, uh, I knew there was a bit of a lag on granting calories. I thought, okay, uh, I'm going to take the path of least resistance. So how about I do a variation instead? It will be much, much quicker and less work. And it's such a low-level thing that the licensing authority, the firearms licensing authorities, don't even charge for that, whereas they do for additional grants, etc. So, in effect, um, a variation is an exchange of one caliber already on the firearms license, but unused. So, I haven't got around to buying a rifle of that caliber yet, but you can exchange it, provided you have good cause, for another caliber, provided you have good cause. So I had a 300 AAC on my ticket um, because of COVID and various other things. Yeah, let's blame COVID. Um, I thought, no, don't need that anymore. Um, that's, that time's come and gone. So I thought, okay, um, I'm going to tidy up the license. What I'll do is get a variation. I'm effectively handing in, handing back the 300 AAC grant in favor of another, a second, 0.308 caliber grant. Great. Hence, it's called a variation. And it's, it's a one-for-one one variation. One-off, one-on. And it's a very simple paperwork exercise. Most of the time, unless there's a, um, the authorities have a reason to believe there, is, uh, there could be an issue in granting it again, uh, yeah, any other caliber, uh, they normally don't always check uh, it's a case of, you know, you've got a clean history, it's a variation, one for one, off you go. That's what can happen at best. So I submitted this in February 2022. Uh, my motivation for getting this in early was because I was hoping, above all hopes, talk about uh, ideas of grandeur, to enter the uh, Bisley competitions that are happening right now, actually, or trying to, if it wasn't for a fire on one of the, ship, the target ranges. But um, the competitions, um, Queen Jubilee competitions, so these are once-in-a-lifetime competitions. And I thought, oh, perfect. Another 308 target rifle, 1,000 yards, enter the competitions at Bisley. Let's see how I do. What's the worst that can happen? I don't win a thing but I can have a whale of a time and meet lots of like-minded folks. So I thought, yeah, that's my motivation. I submitted a firearms license variation on February the 10th, 2022. February the 10th. March 13th, 2022. Didn't have an acknowledgement or response by then, so I sent an email to the Hampshire Firearms Licensing Department. You know, has, it, has it been received? Is it progressing? Usual stuff. Uh, a couple of days later, I received an email which uh, informed me it was received and will be processed in due course. 
So I acknowledged that the same day, left it, uh, came back to that, so that was March 13th, came back to chase it up again on May the 1st. So I sent a, an email to Hampshire Firearms Licensing, also CC'd the Chief Constable and said, it's urgent now, can you please advise? And May the 3rd, a couple of days later, got a response from Firearms Licensing, um, variations are not a priority. We're still reviewing variations that were sent in December 2021. At least they're being honest about it. And we'll process it when time allows. So, and also, Hampshire Police are now advising that people should not send in their license when requesting a variation. This was an advice when I sent in my original variation, but I can understand why they're doing it now. This means that... Um, Folks with a firearms license can still uh, use their firearms legally because you're actually meant to have a license with you and also procure ammunition, etc. And any other licensed, well, item that you're licensed for. So this equates to around 155 days before the, what is essentially the simplest firearms licensing amendment. So 155 days before it's even considered. Now, bear in mind, Hampshire license variation average times, well, in 2017 it was 13 days. Um, 2020 average 25 days. So that was at the bottom of the league tables. But now, 2022, 155 days before it's considered, never mind processing starting. Another aspect to consider is that the industry is also being impacted because um, you may or may not realize, license holders certainly will, that if you sell a firearm, uh, legitimately sell it, uh, it effectively comes off your license. That grant that you had to procure that, the permission to procure that comes off your ticket, so your license. So you have to reapply for exactly the same calibre again if you want to replace the same rifle or the same calibre of rifle. So you may want to get a rifle with a slightly different twist on the barrel, longer barrel, whatever the reason, um, you have to reapply for the uh, calibre, a grant for the calibre. Now, that's before you can even consider going out and purchasing anything. Now, given the timelines that folks are waiting, um, I doubt there are any firearms uh, dealers in the UK that will wait for goodness knows how long uh, until you get a grant. By now it is pretty clear that I'm not going to uh, be able to uh, enter the Queen's Platinum Jubilee competition at Bisley because uh, you know I don't have a a grant or a variation on my uh, firearms license uh, before I can even consider going out to procure a decent enough uh, rifle up to the job. So with that in mind, um, I th what could I do now? Well, very little to sort the immediate uh, requirement. So the competition, that's done. Nothing I can do about that. But moving forward, uh, I thought the next thing I can do whilst... Um, the variation sat there at whatever stage it's at. I thought, okay, I'm going to reach out to the my local MP. 
So I did this and very e- quite easily um, requested and was granted a surgery, 15-minute surgery with my MP. Um, and that was around a week away. So it wasn't too bad a turnaround time. And what I did in the meantime, and I, uh, I advised them of this, was that I would give them, I would send an overview. Um, so a summary of what the meeting was for, which I did. So, you know, I opened it with, uh, you know, I'm having significant challenges uh, with firearms licensing, getting the uh, a variation done uh, or processed. And it, I did a stress to them, this is not a dig uh, at the Hampshire Police firearms licensing. It's more a, let's shine a spotlight on this and see where the chips fall and what can be done. So I gave them a bit of background on myself, uh, why I was looking for this, uh, the desired outcome, which was a letter from yourself, the MP, to Hampshire Police Commissioner, uh, highlighting the challenges, as we'd covered, and requesting remedial action within a reasonable time frame, which I think is pretty reasonable in itself. So, uh, And also, um, post-meeting, uh, lobby for a task group to investigate firearms licensing process concerns nationally. Also, present the above in Commons as this is a national issue that in part, well, it doesn't threaten public safety, but if there is a lag in firearms licensing per se, there must somewhere, somehow, be some impact somewhere that could affect public safety. Who knows? So I did actually uh, raise that as well. Um, I did also cover why I called the meeting, the timeline that I run through with you earlier on the podcast. Um, Also, my reason for wanting the variation, because it has to be good reason. And I also quoted the uh, sections in the Home Office guidelines uh, on firearms licensing law regarding uh, section 1064, for example, of the Home Office Guide on Firearms Licensing Law, October 2013, Variations, Section 29.2 of the 1968 Act. So 10.64, it is not normally necessary to re-examine the applicant's circumstances, but this may be uh, necessary in individual cases. The point I was getting at is, here's a few snippets of legislation and guidelines. So to give Mr. Hines enough uh, of an overview to appreciate uh, why I was approaching him. So um, also I covered one of the problems of the delay. This is in the uh, the preamble, as it were. Uh, the agenda, that was covered. Also, um, part two agenda, right? Part two was post our meeting. And what this was for the greater... Um, impact the greater issue as it were so um, provided a good five plus pages of um, averaging firearms license processing times um, excerpts from league tables also some comments that i've had from folks without obviously putting names to quotes but uh, they're genuine quotes and um, just to give the mp a feel for what's out there, it's not just a, a voice in the wilderness, i.e. me, um, getting a, a tab miffed because I couldn't enter a competition. It's nothing to do with that. There's something a little bit larger going on here. So uh, also um, 
detailed solutions for a bigger picture. So many ways to improve efficiency, improve safety, um, etc. I did touch on land assessments and a few other things and other areas that consume an inordinate amount of resource um, which aren't really uh, required in the way you know for the future of firearms licensing some aspects of it are are pretty aged and uh, serve no real use Bear in mind, we've got over 20,000 firearms license holders in Hampshire alone. 20,000. So it is a a pretty broad challenge, um, shall we say. Um, I'm playing that down. It is quite a big challenge. So, um, yeah, that covers that. Now, after the meeting, I did wait for... A good four weeks, again, not wanting to uh, appear or seem impatient. That doesn't really get anyone anywhere. And uh, around the four weeks mark, I received a uh, an invitation from the um, the police. About four weeks after the meeting with Damien Hines, our local MP, I received a uh, an invite from the head of Hampshire Firearms Licensing, and to meet up with his good self, the uh, East Hampshire commander, uh, police commander, who was in the role for about nine months, I believe. Uh, he transferred down from the Met. And also uh, the Police and Crimes Commissioner uh, would be present. So that was a bit of a coup in terms of getting to meet the people who um, essentially make the decisions and um, can fix, well I say fix, can look into this from the police authorities' perspective. Obviously the other side of the house is uh, Home Office, but uh, for now, that was a pretty good group uh, to get together and have a meet with. So I met up with the, these good folks, uh, spent a good part of the morning with them, and uh, shared uh, a few views, kept it brief, and um, you know expressed essentially what I've covered, but I kept it very, very bulleted, short and sweet. Didn't go down any rabbit holes, because um, I'm aware that, Time is short, and I just kept things on point, and I think they appreciated it. But also, more more importantly, I didn't uh, rant, didn't get on a soapbox. Uh, they, I think, they sensed I was sharing concerns, uh, genuine concerns, and I and I believe they picked up on that. So I wasn't hostile; far from it. Uh, I was looking for a solution, and out of that, uh, I've several weeks later. Um, it, it came to light that a couple of extra folks were being recruited for the firearms licensing department and they were trying to move heaven and earth to move the backlog, which you know I don't envy them. Um, so as, as I touched upon earlier, not only have they got a, 
an influx post-COVID of applications, but they've got the normal run-of-the-mill applications and there's only so many people. Um, So, in a sense, I know they're doing the best they can, I really do. So, to recap, if you need to um, put a light on any delays uh, with regard to a firearms license grant, uh, renewal variation, etc. Speak to, message your firearms licensing department, speak to the head of firearms licensing, indeed CC the Chief Constable and the Police and Crimes Commissioner. Um, if you don't get any joy, then speak to your local MP uh, because they are quite helpful. Um, they will uh, intercede on your behalf. But preparation is key. State your case. Don't make it personal. Don't go down rabbit holes. Just state the facts because that's what everyone works on. Everything else uh, for a busy person is noise, trust me. And they switch off and it doesn't do you any favours at all. So stick to the facts. Do some homework. So, for example, if you're waiting for a, a grant... Uh, you, you need good reason. So do your homework. Look at the Home Office guidelines. Look at your local uh, county guidelines. Um, go onto the police website. Look at the firearms licensing information that they have. Do your homework and inform your MP. Look, uh, you just so you know, you do need good reason for this. And just so you know, here in this... Uh, with this reference to this guideline um, it it showcases this and it says that etc etc the point is do your homework this way you are you are showing that you're informed that's key you're informed um, you have good reason and you are looking for that particular MP to genuinely intercede on your behalf. And they will. They will get in touch with the Police and Crimes Commissioner and take it from there because it's effectively like getting your local MP to just do a little bit of gentle lobbying for you. The mere fact that they are reaching out to the Police and Crimes Commissioner is often enough. But that's to perhaps that's just to deal with your own uh, requirement. Always bear in mind, there's a lot of fellow... F- firearms license holders uh, in the same boat so you need to also shine a light on it being a broader problem and ask those questions you know what does the future of uk firearms legislation look like what does the future of firearms licensing departments look like the resourcing levels etc etc in order to provide a reasonable turnaround time and still maintain public safety because we all want that. Uh, my own driver is, I want firearms licensing to be safe because I want to protect my firearms license. Though it sounds quite selfish, but uh, the more we can do to protect ourselves and our firearms licenses, uh, the better off we'll be and the longer this sport will be around. Um, because we all know as soon as something happens, it shortens its life, unfortunately. Feel free to come back to me in the comments section uh, with uh, any observations. Uh, keep it clean. Remember, keep it responsible. Uh, we are firearms license holders, so we need to uh, rise above it all. And uh, hope you've enjoyed it and it's been useful to you. And I'll catch you on the next podcast.
Take care. Bye.